0: Download the app, Bet Big, Win Bigger. And I gotta tell you, I really like the sound of that. And with WinBet, it's just that easy. WinBet has what you need to win. So if you're from Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, sign up today to receive special offers and take advantage of great promos for the big game and the upcoming college basketball tournament. Download the WinBet app now.
1: You are welcomed to the Greenlight Podcast. Cowboy. A big Super Bowl preview show for you today. We've got Ben Solak from The Ringer. He's going to chat with Macon and Chris about the Super Bowl, the best matchups on both sides of the ball, what teams are going to do. He also dives into the NFL draft a little bit, which teams are going to go quarterback, which quarterback could go number one. It's a surprising pick. And then we do some Super Bowl prop bets, not just on the field, but also the fun ones, the Gatorade color, the national anthem over under, the coin toss, all the things that you're really waiting for in a Super Bowl week. And then after Ben, we're going to do a little draft on the heels of the Kyrie Irving trade. We're going to do a most disruptive teammate draft. Y'all stay tuned for that. And tomorrow, Thursday, please tune in for our live show. We're going to be on AMP and also on YouTube at 4 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Mountain Time. If you're in Phoenix, come check us out at the Ainsworth. We'll be downtown hanging out, having a good time. Plenty of faces will be coming through. We'll tell you about it more in the show. Y'all enjoy.
2: They call me. I got me no I got the green
0: light. We're headed to Phoenix. Uh, we're already there for those of you listening on Wednesday morning. I don't know, man. Four nights in a row of drinking, presumably. Uh, I don't know if I got it in me. I'm looking forward to it. I'll check check in with y'all later in the week. Uh, we have a live show at the Ainsworth on Thursday, 2 to 4. Check us out on, on YouTube, on Greenlight uh, Podcast, on YouTube, and... Um, and if you're
1: in Phoenix, uh, check out the Eventbrite page. You can reserve a spot and come hang out with You'll us. You want to in do person. that? I
0: saw I saw Nick Bangold, Nick Bangold's going to be yeah. Chad
1: Johnson, Ocho
0: Cinco. We're going to have a couple good uh, personalities come through. Some great personalities. So uh, looking forward to that. Also, who knows what Dr. Fax has up his sleeve for cool. us in Phoenix? <laughs> Bo uh, Allen too. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be fun. Bo's going to be there. Man on the street. We'll we'll send him out to talk to some people. Uh, get some content. Uh, I have Ben, I call him Ben Solak, but his name's Benjamin Solak. I'd never met him before. I think I met him when he was a young um, up-and-coming media member and he was covering the Eagles in 2018. But now you can catch him on uh, the Philly Special Podcast. You can catch him on the Ringer Football Show. This guy's sharp. We we wrapped this interview a little bit ago. Um, When it comes to knowing what's happening from a matchup standpoint, positionally, the whole thing. uh, You're going to love what you hear from Benjamin Solak, unless you're an Eagles fan. There was some stuff in there that was a little bit concerning, but um, I think he's just being as as non-biased as he can be, being a a lifelong Eagles fan. Um, So yeah, stick around for that. And then afterwards, because of the Kyrie Irving trade, um, Dr. Fax is going to join us, uh, and we're going to do a draft most disruptive teammates of all time, that should be fun. You can go a lot of different directions with this draft. And I mean no disrespect. If you end up on this list and I know you, uh, I'm sorry. I just was trying to win the draft. So, yeah, anyway, stick around for that. That'll be fun. And uh, I need to go home and pack. It is Monday afternoon. We leave tomorrow uh, for Phoenix. So enjoy the show. And uh, here's Benjamin Solak. Cash App, the easy way to send, spend, save, and invest with friends. Cash App helps you connect effortlessly with your finances and with your people, and that's money. I love going on a float with my buddies and my custom Cash App card. We head out to the James River, we pick up some drinks, we pick up some snacks along the way. Somebody pays with their custom Cash App card, and we all share our cash tags and split the bill. That is what friends are for. Cash app provides us with an easy way to send and spend money, save and invest in stock and Bitcoin. Cash app, however, does not provide a dry pair of pants. You want to remember that when you get off the river, try the number one finance app in the app store, whether sending, spending, saving, investing, splitting, tipping, donating, or gifting that's money. And that's cash app. Download cash app from the app store or Google play store today to create your own cash tag. We're not just heading into the big game season, we're heading into big ad season. And it doesn't get much bigger than this. Two of the most iconic beer brands are about to make history this year. Coors Light and Miller Light are back in the big game after a 30 year absence. And for the first time ever, they're joining forces for a commercial. But the big mystery is, which beer is the ad actually for? We're team Miller Light around here, so we're rooting for them to be the big winner for sure but every little detail of the ad is completely under wraps until the actual game. So, you'll just have to wait to watch the game on game day and find out what happens with the rest of us, with a Miller Lite in hand, of course. The big game hasn't been this refreshing in 30 years. Be sure to tune in to see which of these beer giants reign supreme, and don't forget to pick up some Miller Lite to enjoy during the game. Get Miller Lite delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart, by going to MillerLight.com slash GreenLight. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories and 3.2 carbs for 12 ounces. All right, formally I have Benjamin Solak, but he is Ben is what what we just found out because I told him the story about Matthew McConaughey and how I matted Matthew McConaughey (laughs) and it just totally bit me in the ass. opposite with benjamin solak the government still knows him as benjamin yep that's right
3: but you missed the part where he was talking about twitter in high school whereas when we joined twitter we were we were out of college that's right we were already old he's dated
0: himself yeah in a good way what's up man how are you
4: i'm well yeah no the uh the age thing always pisses people off i try to hide it as best (laughs) i can but unfortunately (laughs) yeah, i'm a little behind the curve on that one
0: yeah, well, you know what, um not forty yet here, at least not at this table, so we're still in business. But um you're in Phoenix, man. I see you at uh, Radio Row. What's the scene there like? How many famous people have you seen? Who have been the most like, holy shit, he's here or she's here right. moments you've had so far?
4: It's Monday at eleven AM local, so nobody yet. It's all it's all, you know, as uh my coworkers of the ringer, Brian Curtis, is behind me right now, would say it's all Monday guys. So uh yeah. you know Kenny Dillingham was coming through, head coach of ASU. Good okay. to see Kenny out. Okay. Uh, Vic Dukmekesji, right. edge rusher for the Cardinals, he was around. But so far, okay. it's uh, it's a lot of empty tables. It's a lot of the early hustle for the East Coast radios, and it'll kind of steamroll up as it goes. That's why I'm out here bright and early on a Monday because I know my place on the ladder. I'm an early Monday guy.
0: You you called them Monday guys. I hadn't <laughs> thought about it like that. Okay. By the time we get there yeah. Tuesday afternoon, hopefully we'll see some famous people that we yeah. can get interviews with. Um. So, you were at the Senior Bowl, um, which mm-hmm. is pretty cool. I, I think um, I think Jim uh, Nagy does a great job with that with that stuff. I really uh, – he's been on the show before. I think there's a lot of great talent down there that you can kind of – that you can find diamonds in the rough. I know we got one Virginia receiver that we're really fond yep. of down there, Dontavian Wicks. Um, yeah. I know it's not the strongest wide receiver group this year, but w- which groups are strong when you got down there and you got to dig in a little bit.
4: Yeah, it's funny. A lot of people are really impressed by the corner group. And I think that might be a function of the wide receiver group not being too good. It's kind of, you know, uh, one or the other there a little yeah. bit. Offensive line group is good. Darnell Wright, the tackle out of Texas. Osiris Torrance, the the guard out of, out of Florida. John Michael Schmidt, center out of Minnesota. Those are all kind of big top names at their particular position. Matthew Bergeron, offensive line out of Syracuse is another one. Uh running back group as well. Awesome. It's a, bit, it's a, it's a big draft class and senior bowl for the running game. All right. The resurgence is coming back. We're playing man football. So a Ty J sharp, uh, the running back out of Tulane is excellent. He's a lot of fun. Eric gray built like a tank at Oklahoma. He's, he's a very exciting running back. So that's a good group. And then the punters, man. All right, listen, senior bowl practice, mm. a lot of stretching. It's a lot of warm up. The only guy doing anything is, uh, is, is Bryce Berenger, the punter out of Michigan state, just smoking them. 65 yards, no five way. second hang time. He's actually, you know, he's going to get drafted. But yeah, it, it was a quiet year overall for for the Senior Bowl. There'll be some early drafted offensive linemen. An edge or two might go early. A Keon White out of Georgia Tech. Will McDonald at Iowa State. But other than that, it, it, it's it's a tough year in this draft class. We we kind of thought last year was rough, and I think this year might be, uh, besides the quarterbacks, a little rougher.
0: Is there an edge guy that's supposed to go really high that you've uh, kind of said in your early analyses that like maybe this guy is a little overhyped, or I'm like, buyer beware on this edge mm-hmm. rusher, because there's always one, I feel like, early in the draft.
4: Yeah, so Miles Murphy was a big recruit at Clemson who never had the production you'd like for a big recruit at Clemson to have. Yeah, I'm getting a nod from Chris Long. That's making me feel good. There's always one or two edge rushers that's that's pure theory, right? That's like, well, yeah, if this, then that. and It's okay. Well, he started for multiple seasons at one of the best programs. So how much more, if this than that, are we going to kind of allow for, for, for a player like Murphy, who's got tools, like I expect him to go round one. But again, you're you're drafting him on the premise that your NFL coaching is going to be that much better, that much more impactful than his Clemson coaching, his Clemson strength and conditioning. And that's a tough sell for me, right? And so Murphy's a, a tricky mm-hmm. one. Even Tyree Wilson is like a very good player out of Texas Tech. He's just a little bit older, a little, you know, long power rusher, just kind of, you know, yeoman's work. He's not going to be the high sack guy. And so after Will mm-hmm. Anderson, man, it gets, it gets bleak quick at edge. It's a tricky class. Is the, is the
0: free agency class really, isn't it deep at running back in the NFL this year? There's a lot of, a lot of decent mm-hmm. backs you can get in free agency. Uh, you said the running back class has got some impressive cats. Uh, are they impressive enough to really kind of uh, not dictate, but affect the way that that class um, goes about its business in free agency this year?
4: I think yes, just because running back is one of those positions where you're constantly looking for uh, a rookie contract replacement so you don't have to commit to a second contract, right? The Eagles here in Phoenix is a tremendous example. Miles Sanders on, on, on his final year of his deal, free agent 2023. Well, Sanders had a great season, 1,000-yard rusher, but you look at what Kenny Gainwell has done the last few weeks for them, especially in the playoffs, and you go, all right, well, yeah, we're going to give Sanders a contract. We're going to sit down with his agent, but... Yeah. If we can rock this with Gainwell and keep it a rookie, rookie deal and use that money elsewhere, running back is one of the positions at which to do that. So you look at like a, a Miles Sanders, you look at a Josh Jacobs, you look at Saquon Barkley, and you wonder what sort of contract these guys are going to get. But uh, a lot of these teams are watching Devon A. Chain out of Texas AM, who can just absolutely just 4-2 run through the sound barrier, sort of a cat. Jameer Gibbs out of Alabama is like, I- led the team in receiving. There are some really solid backs even behind Bijan Robinson, who's going to cost a pretty penny because he's so talented. I do think, yeah, like this is a strong enough running back class that you're going to see a, a, a tepid market for the free agent running backs.
0: That's interesting. Um, yeah, so how about the the first pick in the draft? Everybody's talking about it. Who's going to move up? Yep. Who do you think is more likely to move up? And then I also heard a rumor that the Panthers could move up. I guess anything's possible. What kind of package would they need to bring to the table to yeah. occupy that one
4: spot? It's really tricky this year. I'm 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 so happy the Texans won that game against the Colts because it's gonna it makes yeah. these these next few months really a lot more interesting. the The first reason it's interesting is because nobody agrees on the quarterback class, at least in terms of people I've talked to. Certainly not before we get to the combine and we start to get measurements on guys like Bryce Young. But you talked to. Anybody in the NFL, anybody in scouting, and you ask them to rank the first three guys, let alone the four guys, you put Anthony Richardson in there, quarterback out of Florida with Will Levis and Bryce Young and CJ Stroud, you get a different order. And accordingly, it's going to be a big who can keep their cards closest to the vest, who can kind of run this chess match sort of a situation where the Bears are going to be trying to drum up that trade. But if nobody knows who the Texans want it to then no one's going to feel confident moving up until they do. And and, and Houston, right. Nick Casario, a Brian, uh, a Bill Belichick GM, does a nice job of keeping his cards close to the vest. Nobody really knows what D'Amico Ryans likes a quarterback because D'Amico ain't been coaching quarterbacks. He's been coaching linebackers and safeties and corners. So it's it's it is very hard to figure out who likes who and who's going to go where. I think the Colts are desperate. And since the Colts are desperate, the Colts are a great candidate to move up to one. Critically, if the Bears move back to four, they're still in range of Jalen Carter, the defensive tackle out of Georgia, and Will Anderson, the edge rusher out of Alabama. Those are the two blue chippers in this draft. Those are the two dudes with a capital D. And so Mm -hmm. if you're looking to make sure you grab one of those guys, then I think the Bears will more likely be willing to trade with the Colts the Panthers at 9 will make calls absolutely, I mean talk about being set up for a a young quarterback, they've got a good defensive mind with a great defensive roster Brian Burns, Derek Brown, Jeremy Chin JC Horn, Like this is a group they got an offensive line that was rock steady, they were healthy they got 4 or 5 starters back, they have a star receiver in DJ Moore, Like they have it in place to develop this young guy Frank Reich, who was a big part of Carson Wentz's development in Philadelphia, they have all the the spots, so they're going to try to make that call but they have to be able to send enough to the Bears to convince them to move out of Jalen Carter or Will Anderson range. That's where the price gets jacked up, where if if the Panthers are making that deal, it's multiple first-round picks and then something. That's what the Bears are starting with and trying to hammer over the course of the next month and two months. Can the Bears stay on that? It depends. If they can make the Panthers feel sweaty enough about the Texans at two and the Colts at four, and that's where we go back to the top. Nobody really knows who likes who just yet, and that makes this thing very difficult to figure out. How high do
0: you think somebody, because you know somebody's in love with Will Levis... And, you know, how, how yep. high do you think somebody like Will Levis could go? We see it every year. And then uh, and, yes. and who do you think that team might be?
4: If you made me guess right now who goes one overall, I'd take Levis. Uh, I, I, I personally wouldn't put him there, but I, I know the NFL. I, at least I yeah, think I do. I think exactly. I know it's blood. I, I think yeah. I know it's spirit. Uh, and uh-huh. Will Levis <laughs> is it, man. In terms of, like, what, what Levis, and, and, and I like Levis for what he is. But in terms of the arc, where he gets NFL coaching in 2021, two seasons previous, right? Liam Cohn comes from Sean McVay's staff to be his offensive coordinator, and they produce pretty well. And then that offensive line loses talent, Luke Fortner to the league. Wide receiver room loses talent, Wandale Robinson to the league. And Levis comes back is banged up all season. I mean, was hurt for the entire year and is just chopping wood, trying to fight, trying to beat Georgia, hanging in there late, leading the team. Like In terms of the mythology that's being generated around Levis and the leadership and the toughness he demonstrated this year, this is the sort of stuff the NFL really gobbles up. They love it. And so if you're making me think, all right, that first overall pick is probably going to be the Colts or is probably going to be the Panthers. Like maybe those are the teams who are thinking, well, the Colts don't like small players. And Frank Reich has never coached a quarterback shorter than 6'4". So I don't think it's mm. Bryce Young. I, I I struggle to get there with Young. Now we're between Stroud and Levis. And from what I understand, like overall, like I said, averages in the NFL, I'd guess they like Levis better than Stroud. Mobility, toughness, and kind of that, that mythology like I was talking about. So right now, if you're making me guess, I'm putting Levis at the pole position. We'll see what we, we see over the next two and a half months.
0: And I'm a big buyer uh, on upside at the quarterback position. I know some people just take one because they kind of have to take one. That guy seems safe enough. you know. Like mm-hmm. I'm not the guy that would take Will Levis. I'm the guy that would take Anthony, Richards some, Anthony Richardson yes. somewhere. Um, what do you make of him, and who could be a possible taker on that upside?
4: Yeah. Anthony Richardson is further along than people think, in my opinion. And uh, I, I think you're going to see that borne out in, in, in the way he rises over the next couple of months. Richardson was not served well, I think, by the, the changes in the Florida coaching staff and the coaching that he received this year. You're kind of reading tea leaves when you say that. You're trying to like watch the film and interpret it out, interpret it out backwards. But Levis would—excuse me, not Levis. Richardson would have these wonderful moments. Pocket presence reading out the field high to low find the check down you know feel identify the blitzer change the protection he would have these great great instances of, of understanding the position to its fullness right snap to throw mental game physical game all of it's there and then the next play would just make the most knuckleheaded mistake you've ever seen right and you're trying to understand how how are we how is this happening and the sense that you get is just he's living so much on natural talent he's living so much on instinct and feel he doesn't really yet fully understand the checklist, both on like game day in a specific play and also throughout the week, how you do the prep, how you watch it through. So this is the sort of guy, you talk about Trey Lance going to San Francisco under Kyle Shanahan with a veteran quarterback in Jimmy. This is the sort of guy who you get him in the building, you get a veteran quarterback to kind of show him what the rhythm of the week looks like. And you get a good quarterback coach to say, hey, this is A to B to C. This is when, when we see X, we do Y. And start to really set up the checklist for him, I, I think he can take off because you see the natural flashes of it. You really do. And it's just inconsistent right now. Panthers at at nine are a spot where I think if they don't move up to one, that's the ceiling for Richardson. Where I say he's he's tall, he's a rocket arm. They have a good situation there to develop a young guy. Uh, Right now, books are setting his line uh, Richardson over under at about. 16 and a half like the expectation in vegas that this guy's going round one is a chance to go top half round one so i think panthers at nine is where you start to set the ceiling and then you go down you start to look at teams like the saints right trying to get up in, in round one off of that 29th overall pick they got from the the sean payton trade if they want to move forward they miss out on Derek carr he makes sense for them there's a lot of teams that could develop a young guy like richardson
0: oh uh, man i mean i love anthony richardson i just yes um if he can end up in the right situation But that's what so much of it has to do with. And you alluded to that, you know, walking into a place where you have a bridge, maybe starting over him and a qualified quarterback coach. I would definitely bet the under on that just because I'm going to be pulling for it. Um, So how about a team that's a candidate to join the Caleb Williams uh, sweepstakes willingly? Uh, I was talking a little bit to Mina Kimes about this. Um, And it feels like there's any number of teams that might say, hey, Let's punt this year and uh, be in the running for the what seems like the surest thing. And do you think it is that sure thing?
4: So do I think it's a sure thing? I, you always want to be careful. Next year's quarterback class always looks rosier. The grass is always yeah, yeah, greener uh, a year later uh, when it comes to quarterbacks. You
0: never know. With yeah. that
4: said, with that said, holy smokes! Can Caleb Williams throw the football, man? I mean, he yes, can just sling amazing. it. He is something to see. He's a sight. Uh, and so I do think that's going to be something that's. Uh, present in the minds of the teams that are taking quarterback. Who it is, is is a tricky business, right? Like, I would be surprised by nobody. You could tell me the Texans are trading back out of two, and they're taking the first year of D'Amico Ryans to retool the defense, and they're coming back for quarterback next year. And I'd be surprised, but I wouldn't be flabbergasted. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, mm-hmm. I This is a quarterback class where I think everybody likes everybody. Nobody loves everybody, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, it's tough to really fall for one of these guys, unless you're totally okay with Bryce Young playing at his size so I could see like you know all those top teams but the 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 team that really stands out to me is the Cardinals who are nowhere right now and the way that that they're talking about Kyler Murray and the way that he's affecting the the head coaching search and and the difficulty with which that contract was negotiated and now the changes in the front office they are impossible to riddle out in terms of, of of how committed they're going to be to Kyler moving forward the other team that's had a mobile quarterback who's in a weird commitment space to their quarterback is the Ravens with Lamar. And like, I don't know. I don't understand. I have no clue why that's going the way that it is. But these are the teams that are in quarterback flux. And so if they decide, hey, like, let's not commit any further than we already have. Let's see what this looks like for another year. And if we want to make a change, maybe we think about making a change in 2024. Even after Caleb, it's a good class. and So there's there's going to be sight on that 2024 class. There has to be with a gem like Caleb Williams at the top.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, the Saints are in cap hell. They're not going to be great, maybe. I mean, I I know the Rams, I've thrown them around as a team that might be worse than you think, um, as evidenced by this year. And then just, I don't know what's going to happen there under center next year. I like that. You know, uh, yeah, Rams fans didn't like it much when I suggested that they might tank. But I mean, at some point, you have to to play the long game. Uh, You can't play the short game every single year. In fact, somebody tell Mickey Loomis and the Saints, man. Yeah, right. I know. I know. They don't know um anyways yeah let's talk about the game man you you love matchups i know it's uh it's kind of what you do you talk about a lot of them and we've got some great matchups this sunday uh with the team you know well in the eagles and i feel like the biggest one for me uh as i look at this game is how does kansas city get all these guys blocked uh where do you where do you see the biggest mismatch where do you see a matchup for kansas city that might be actually beneficial to them and what do you think they do from a game plan standpoint to mitigate this risk that the Eagles front poses?
4: Yeah. So, uh, your weakness uh, on the chiefs line is tackles. That's no secret, yep. right? Everybody looks yep. at Joe Tooney, Creed Humphrey, Trey Smith, and goes, I'll go somewhere else. I'd like not, yeah, not, not I'm not going to try to deal with this. Yeah. the Eagles mm-hmm. will, will, you know, they'll put their front out there and they'll, they'll, try to win their reps, but Orlando Brown at left tackle is the guy you look at, uh, when you watch these Bengals defenses, Luana Anarumo has had a lot of success in the Bengals' D.C. against Kansas City. You look at who he goes for, he likes Orlando Brown. He knows him from the Ravens' days, and that's that's the player that he wants to go after. Particularly, you can get after an Orlando Brown with speed. You can get after him with that first step, which which even Sweaty, who like Josh Sweat is not the the finished yeah. dude, but he's got a crazy first step. Yeah, he yep. usually plays over that left tackle. He can win that matchup, yep. and then obviously Hassan Reddick who just – I've never seen a season like Hassan Reddick's having where he just wins on his first step 15 times a game. It's incredible. And so yeah. the Eagles have the ability yeah. to get outside of Brown. So what do you do when you're worried about your your tackles, outside shoulder, worried about the high side rush? You put a tight end next to him, right? And you and you either try to widen that path, make it a little bit longer path for the, the edge rusher to get there, or you get the chip help. And the, the Chiefs this year have been unbelievable with multiple tight ends on the field. Chiefs 13 personnel, right? One running back, three tight ends is the number one personnel grouping in EPA per play in any offense this season it is tops Patrick Mahomes has like a 16 percent explosive pass rate when he's throwing out of 13 personnel like 0.8 EPA per play it's bananas because they get to their their play action stuff they get Kelsey down the field and they get speed at receiver Justin Watson Marquez Valda scaling they're able to hit stuff down the field Chiefs are going to I think formationally be heavier in this game and run that 12 13 personnel stuff because the Eagles don't have A three linebacker set, right? When you give them heavy personnel, they go 5 2, right? They they go to that structure. And now there's windows in the play action pass game because you're putting a lot of stress on Kaiser White and TJ Edwards to be stepping down and filling those additional gaps in the running game while also having to drop and play quarters, right? Because when you go condensed set, Eagles are going to, they're not going to play man. They're going to try to play quarters on you. And and, uh, you saw Washington be successful, run, run, run play action, run, run, run play action, finding intermediate gaps. And Dallas in that second game, run, run, run play action, finding intermediate gaps, right? The levels between those zone defenses. So I think you're going to see, a lot of tight end usage, a lot of throws to tight ends, some under center runs, some under center play action. Take the wind out of that pass rush. Protect your protect your offensive tackles.
0: Yeah, I think playing with the angles really helps uh, when it comes to those edge rushers. And just like a four, you don't even need to chip out. Sometimes it's just where you line that that tight end up mm-hmm. a little bit uncomfortably. You know, an awkward split, that type of thing. And then Hassan has to choose between, hey, do I line up tight in like a five, yeah. uh, and I have to adjust my track because. I have to, I have to, you know, take the chip into account. I have to tighten down. That's not how I want to rush Andrew Wiley necessarily. Get in there in his body. Yeah. Then I have to decide: Do I want to get way outside? And you know, now I've got to run five more yards to get to the quarterback. So I think sometimes it's just that. And I had no idea that their thirteen was that uh, prolific when it came to e- EPA this year. I think it. Yeah. I think that plays well into their hands. Like slow this game down kind of lull these guys to sleep with some run game. I mean, I felt like that's what the commanders did, and it was the big play-action shots. I kind of wonder, though, when it comes to the one tight end, what they're going to do. You know, like specifically, right. uh, if you were Jonathan Gannon, are you going to have you know Maddox with somebody over the top? Uh, what's it going to be?
4: Yeah, so Gannon comes from uh, Matt Eberflus' tree, right? Cover two in Indianapolis. Yeah. And then the Eagles also had big Fangio, quarters guy, right? The the OG of the modern defense in the building this year advising. And what they like to do when they want to double is it's not like the Bill Belichick famous, right? Oh, one double 85. Somebody go find Chad Ojacinko and put two guys on him, right? It, it, they don't run it like that. The way they'll double is uh, based off of Kelsey's alignment, which is really nice When you're playing the Chiefs, because the Chiefs love to play hide and seek with Kelsey, right? We just screw around. We put him here. We put him there. We put him in a bunch. They try to, you know, make it a headache. And so when he's out wide, it's cloud corner, right? You play the corner underneath. You Mm -hmm. play the safety over the top. Play cover two to that side. You feel good. If he's in the formation, right? If he's in the core, all right. Well, they'll play quarters. They'll play their zone, and they'll drop with with two sets of eyes on him, one outside, one Mm -hmm. inside, right? So their their call will change relative to where Kelsey lines up. Now that's all well and good. Until the Chiefs start moving Kelsey, pre-snap motion. Right. So they they love to do this against, Like you see them do it against the Chargers a lot, they do it against the Bengals, where they say, okay, if you're going to make a different call based off where Kelsey is lining up, how good are your checks? How good's your communication? Mm-hmm. We're running the son of a gun. And that can mm-hmm. cause uh, big mis- mis- miscommunications. The other thing that it causes is they can then isolate for matchups. Say, All right, we move Kelsey over here and we line him up out there. We think we're going to get XYZ coverage. And now... Patrick Mahomes knows it's one-on-one on on the outside and yes I am confident in the Eagles corners James Bradbury Darius Slay they've been so good I am confident in their ability to play one-on-ones against Marquez Valdez Scantling and and Juju Smith Schuster if he's healthy I don't love Patrick Mahomes knowing the situation pre-snap though I'm not sure how much of an equalizer that might end up being and so they did a great job taking Travis Kelsey away when they played him in 2021 Granted, they gave up 186 yards and three touchdowns to Tyreek Hill, but he's not here anymore. So they're going to yep. run it basically the same way, where they try to double him based off formation and then try to win their one-on-ones with those receivers. If there is a day for Mo- for Valdez-Scantling or Juju Smith-Schuster to make that free agent money, right, to, to, to cash in on these deals they signed playing with Mahomes, it is this upcoming Sunday because they're going to get yeah. their one-on-ones. Mahomes is going to know the looks. They have to connect.
0: MVS had such a, a key role Sunday a couple Sundays yeah. ago. Um, it's been good to see him. I mean, you kind of forget he he seemed like a luxury and like, you know, maybe not a blue chip guy, but the speed, the striding ability that he has, uh, I mean, like it really does give them a little bit of that explosiveness that they had last year. They don't have the same amount, but, um, okay. So on the other side of the ball, when it comes to Jalen Hurts, I think the biggest, obviously the biggest chess match here is. It's Spags. It's playing with Jalen's eyes. It's you know mm-hmm. bringing pressure. It's how do we isolate Chris Jones with a matchup that we like? I thought their game plan was much better the second time they played Cincy. You know, Spags yep. has kind of been the guy that, as the year goes on, whether it's talent development or scheme alteration, his group has shown up in the playoffs and exceeded my expectations for him every year. It's like I didn't see the last time it's they crazy. did it. You know, I, I you know I write him off. And they, they show up. And so what has gone into that transformation for them? And how do you think they might play the Eagles?
4: Yeah, let me toss some numbers at you. 11 playoff games in the last four years for Spag's defense. Only two times has his defense had a success rate below 50%. Only four times have they given up an expected points average above the Eagles offense this year. And they won all those games. They are unbelievable Mm -hmm. game planning in the playoffs. And granted, they have a luxury that the other guys don't, which is like, hey, defense, huddle up. If we get like one takeaway, we might win this thing. Like If we get Mm -hmm. like two stops, we got 15 on the other side. We feel really good about ourselves over over a 60-minute game plan. But you've seen four takeaways in the last two playoff games. right? You've seen this defense be extremely opportunistic. They are uh, playing more man coverage this year than they did in seasons previous. They have all these rookies, defensive backs on the field. They feel comfortable pressing these guys. They play with safety help over the top, and they let them live. They let them be physical, which I think will work well against an an Eagles team that doesn't move their receivers around too much, doesn't play hide-and-seek the way the Chiefs do with Travis Kelsey. They're just going to kind of line A.J. Brown up there and and let you hit him off the line. Now, it is A.J. Brown. So you're going to yeah. lose a couple. And you, you, you've seen, yeah. like, you know, they gave double-team attention to Devontae Adams. And he had a big day. They gave double-team attention to Jamar Chase. He converts on fourth and sixth. Sometimes it doesn't matter when you're just dealing with this level of talent. But in general, they play more man. Uh, and and they, they trust those corners to live. Now, one of the results is that Spags' zone blitzing background, which is so much of what he did with the Giants, so much of what he famously has done over the course of his career, has diminished this year. I think you're going to see that ramp back up. I think mm-hmm. that's what you see in this game against against Jalen Hurts who Hurts struggles against blitz and particularly struggles against zone blitz because he doesn't like yep. to check the ball down and if you're not going to mm-hmm. check down against zone blitz get the ball to Miles Sanders get it to Kenny Gainwell get it to Dallas Goddard in the flat let them go beat a tackler then now All you're right. running around you're breaking the first tackle in the pocket because your hurts you're good at that but now you're scrambling with eyes on you last spot you want to be right and, and the Eagles will leave extra dudes in a protection so only have like three in the concept now it's Six guys in coverage against three and you're already halfway out and Chris Jones barreling down, you're in a bad spot. So I think it's a big zone blitz game and it's a big confusion game, right? You got to send pressures early, send them on first down, live with the fact you're going to give up some explosives. But if you get that stop, if you get that first down sack, get to second and 17, you just flip this field a couple of times. Mahomes and this offense should put up points on Gannon's defense. And so you just need to win a couple series. And if you do that, you think you can win game script, and you can end up winning this thing out. So I think it's going to be zone blitz and a lot of chaos.
0: If I was Spags, that's what I would do. I mean, yeah, obviously Mm -hmm. you laid it out there. But, like, you play for the negatives. You know, this team scored 30 points a game. I mean, like, you know, like, you – a team like this, they're going to get theirs. But, like, can you make them make mistakes along the way that could be beneficial to your offense and to the the momentum of the game and put them in third and longer situations and first and 15 Mm -hmm. and, you know, false starts, you know, communication, a sack wrecks a drive, like – I'd rather have them do that and make him check the ball down versus zone blitz and and roll the dice on us getting a ball out on a 10-12 play drive. So, uh, you know, yeah, I think that's the way to go. Uh, Do you see this being an over game?
4: So uh, early in the week, I was Chiefs over 23.5 points uh, just for the team total. You see 24.5 in most books now. Obviously, 24 is a pretty important number. Still like yeah. that. But overall, if that over is floating around 50, I think that, that's, that's where you look. It's hard to find a, a blowout script that's not yeah. like the Eagles getting on top super early turnovers, they jump out to a huge lead, and then they can just run the ball for the rest of the game. Like yeah. That's the only real blowout script you can find. And even then, you're telling me that it's the third quarter and Mahomes is down three scores and like any of us are feeling like this is over. Like there's not gonna be any more points. It's Mahomes in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, and so to me, yeah. Tough to find a blowout script. I think it scores late. I think it's a lot of, you know, who gets the ball in the last possession, who gets, you know, the 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 first drive in the second half and the last drive in the first half. I think it's I think it's points and it's situational football. So to me, it's an overlook for sure. It's now it's about finding, you know, uh props wise who's gonna produce and who's gonna be taken away. Like figuring out the Kelsey script, figuring out the running game script for the Eagles. But overall, yeah, I'm expecting points.
0: Make what do you like uh prop wise? Well, let me just
3: counter that for a second. Let okay. me just throw in a potential I mean, this zag. This
4: is where you do. Yeah. Let me give you a,
0: a
3: – potential give zag. Me, give me a score. Maybe the quarterbacks yeah. – I'm not going to score. Maybe the quarterbacks okay. aren't healthy. And, and what Jalen was so successful with throughout most of the year, he's not at the moment, and that's the deep shot where he's three for his last 10 on, mm-hmm. on balls 20 yards or deeper, two for 10 if you don't count yeah. the Devontae catch early yeah. In, yeah.
0: The, in the other game. Which was an iffy –
3: and, and and yeah, the Chiefs are in this game and Mahomes looked looked great and he's
0: a tough guy, but now I think he's we're just, gonna be better. Now we're just three weeks removed from a high ankle. I know, but I think he's gonna be better. That two weeks of doing nothing, no sharp cuts that, mm-hmm. that re aggravate it. I mean, like I was wrong. I thought and maybe it's credit to Mahomes for winning a fucking Oscar or maybe it's a low ankle. A couple ankle. Sundays ago. Yeah, maybe it's a low ankle. But he came out there Sunday night and the things I thought were off the menu were not off the menu for him. And he actually looked pretty good doing them. So I I actually worry a little bit more about Jalen's health because it's more of an unknown. You know, I can't see the Mm -hmm. shoulder every time he cuts. You know, like all I can see is maybe he doesn't look as sharp on a ball here or there, to your point. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm still going to bet the over, but that's a terrifying picture you paint.
4: Right. (laughs) I'll I'll put it to (laughs) you this way uh, Jalen Hurts' inaccurate pass rate by pro football reference he's only got five games this season above 15 percent. all five of them have been his last five games okay so that's yeah. giants and bears which is pre and then during shoulder injury and then the last three games mm-hmm. giants giants again and 49ers this might be a cheating stack like three of the five games are against the giants i don't know if maybe that's what the stat is but it's like last five games he's been less accurate the eagles are also scoring 30 points in all of those games this team yeah. scores points, right? I mean, they they score seven when they get down low. Yep. They run the football on on third and, and and you know medium to get to fourth and short, and then they convert the fourth and short. Like I struggle to find a caliber of play for Hertz that's low enough that I don't think this Eagles offense is producing points. This is just this this is as their floor as is fluid, so as high. variable as yeah it's yeah, uh, the, the floor f- is so floor high. Is high yeah I trust them.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think they're in the 20s for sure. I mean, even on their worst day. You know, like, this defense is pretty good, but, but, uh, yeah. uh, Okay, so give me a receiver who we might not be expecting to go off that we could hit some props on.
4: Yeah, so uh, there are two Chiefs. Receivers that I really like to go over, neither of which are actually receivers. It's running back Jerick McKinnon and then tight end mm-hmm. Noah Gray. Gray, we touched on a little bit talking thirteen personnel. Gray is the tight end two for the yep. the Chiefs. He's going to play in twelve personnel sets and thirteen personnel sets in the six games this season in which Gray has had at least twenty routes run. He's been over ten yards, which is where his props at right now. In five of the six, mm-hmm. the two playoff games that he's played these last two weeks. Are two of those six games in which he's been over 20 routes run. They are using these multiple tight end sets. I think you're going to see Noah Gray get uh, receiving volume, like, you know, two receptions, three receptions. That's been his peak this year, but that's over 10 yards to score touchdowns, like plus 850, plus 750. They're going to have multiple tight ends on the field if they're in the low red zone. So I love Gray to, to sprinkle some stuff. I love Gray and DFS. That's where you get wild. That's where you do a lot the, the long stuff. But then Jarek McKinnon, the running back. McKinnon's stats with and without. Uh, Miko Hardman in the lineup are really, really, really important. He's played nine games without Miko Hardman available. He has twice as many targets in the games without Miko as the games with Miko. He has three times as many receiving yards, averages 39.6 receiving yards in the games without Miko than with Miko. Because when they need yards after the catch, they go to Miko Hardman, and when he's not available, they go to Jarek McKinnon. And so the over/under right now set at 22 and a half is. Way too low for a team that has already told us we're not getting Mikko Hartman. I highly expect a big Jarek McKinnon game catching the football.
0: How about a long shot anytime touchdown score? Somebody like uh, longer than 500 on the odds here.
4: I had a. I like I said I like Noah Gray quite a bit. I think that he's a fun. Still uh, in the red uh, zone. Yeah. Touchdown mm-hmm. score plus. Yeah plus 850, plus 750, I think he's Mm -hmm. a great one. The other one, I'm not sure if he's longer than 500, but Kenny Gainwell, the backup running back for the Eagles, is is a good player. And even Boston Scott, if you want to take the third string guy, the Eagles will rotate backs. They trust all of them in short yardage. And so who scores in the red zone is a function of how tired Miles Sanders is. So if they had a long drive to get down there and Sanders was the primary back, then it's one of Gainwell or Scott that's in there. So it looks always sketchy to take running back two or running back three, but the Eagles, if you look at their red zone uh, handoff rate, like Sanders is not any remarkably higher than Gainwell or Scott. So the, the backup running backs of the Eagles also worth a sprinkle.
0: Yeah, it's just math. I mean, it's just whoever's gonna be on the field down there. Patrick Mahomes, plus
3: five twenty-five right now, win bet. Score anytime.
0: Really? Getting a lot That's of value bananas. from that
3: high ankle. Yeah.
0: That is a lot that of value. That is bananas.
4: Nope. They they did the against the Niners in the yeah, they, against the Niners in the Super Bowl. They did that little they did like like they got it underneath center. They did a little fake counter action, ran speed option. They love to get Mahomes mm-hmm. in the running game, in the red mm-hmm. zone, in the playoffs. That's been consistent for Andy, who's got two weeks now to cook up the weirdest stuff you've ever thought of. So Mahomes is a is a great one at that value.
0: How about uh, completions? Do you like either of these completion numbers uh, more than the other? Uh, we've got we've got Hertz thirty one or attempts is going to be thirty one and a half. Uh, Mahomes is thirty eight and a half completions, twenty one and a half for Hertz. Mahomes 25 and a half you look at those numbers you see anything you like
4: under 21 and a half for Hertz to me makes sense the Eagles will be decently high pass rate but especially against blitz teams they'll be extremely high depth of target which is a low completion Mm -hmm. percentage throw they'll be challenging one-on-ones and going down the field if Hertz is completing more than 21 and a half passes then like Eagles overs AJ Brown touchdowns like that very heavily correlates to like big explosive plays i think it's going to be more in like the 17 18 completion sort of a range where yeah he's hitting on some big ones the yardage is up there but it's not a consistent you know he's not shooting from the field well it's just he's hitting on his big shots
0: sounds like a good week to bet uh longest pass jalen hurts 45 yards or longer that's plus 180 um sounds like they might take some shots yeah i mean the more i'm talking to ben i mean i feel i feel pretty good about that um okay well let's talk yeah. about uh let's talk about some of these fun props a couple of these fun props the gatorade bet man okay as a background the eagles uh obviously and hey, first off ben what color is the uh, lemon lime gatorade
4: yellow is this a trick
3: fuck yeah ben you got it yeah,
0: that's great you nailed it it's green. Green, you know. The no, it's not. E- yes, it's, g- it's green. It's green. It's green. You're sorry, right. Guys. Don't even think about it I'm anymore. Sorry, bad. yeah All right. Well, you're on team yellow. Okay, it's good yeah. to know. Um, no, a lot of these analytical types are more on the yellow, but a lot of us artistic brain types were more on the green.
3: Luckily, Vegas will give you green slash yellow as a winner if it's mm-hmm. lemon line. Yeah, that's right. what it is. Yeah. yeah.
0: So this. so everybody's right. You yeah. see, it's yeah. green slash yellow. Yeah. They don't put that in because. Uh, it's, not it's not actually not it's not
4: green slash yellow it's yellow slash green they're putting yellow first a right. oh, very you go. clear reason which is that yeah. that's actually the okay. color of the Gatorade
0: okay so you let's it, say ben. so let's say you're gonna pick a Gatorade color here uh yellow and green or green and yellow is plus 200 orange is plus 250 that was the chiefs last time I kind of if I'm yeah. gonna do a bet like this I like a long shot you know maybe i'll sprinkle absolutely uh, you know yeah a little bit on the 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 green there and the orange your
3: experience a few years back were you involved in that discussion or is that all
0: i don't remember dude and i sure you know like not knowing at that point how much money is made and lost off the color of the gatorade i didn't realize the power i had if i was involved in that in that decision
3: you could have you could've run up yeah. behind Doug with a cup
0: of water, just yeah, a cup to say, of hey, look, He got dumb. Yeah, here's some purple. Yeah. Yeah. Then they Ryan know something is- was up. They might be like, check and see if this guy's got a win bet app.
4: <laughs> you gotta tuck <laughs> some food coloring in the in, in the shoulder pads and real quick just drop some purple drops in and throw it over exactly. to yeah, the camera. Yeah. Did the work.
0: <sighs> no, I mean, yeah, plus six fifty, I might. Um, what are you what are you guys betting here? Are you betting the, the Gatorade color?
4: Yeah. If you're better in Gatorade Color, you absolutely better take a long shot. Anybody who's taking the favor on Gatorade shot. Color is outside their mind. Yeah, this is clear. As clear, as it and gets. clear
0: and water yeah, plus six fifty. Clear and water plus six fifty. Who's dumping water on a fucking head coach? Right. I don't know somebody has it, it's the Gatorade yeah. bath. Not yeah, the water bath. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Let's yeah. just go take a bath. <laughs> um, okay, so 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 the national anthem, this is a fun one because uh, Chris Stapleton's singing it, it's gonna be awesome. Uh, Over-unders, two Mm -hmm. minutes, five seconds. Uh, The average has been just under two minutes since Super Bowl forty seven, And seven of the previous ten anthems have lasted more than two minutes. So uh, the the previous three of the previous four have eclipsed, what is that, 201, guys? Um, So, yeah, Mm -hmm. it's a country singer. I feel like he's going to hold the notes. Eric Church and Jasmine Sullivan, two years ago, went 216. I feel like you got to go over here. Is it a no brainer? It was
4: steamed over when it first opened. It was, uh, I want to say it was too flat and now it's at 205. I'm pretty, I, I lean over, but the most important work I will do this week will not be talking to no players, no coaches making game predictions. It'll be finding stadium employees and asking the question, you heard the anthem rehearsal? How's it sound? What's uh what's, what's what's our clock? Anybody got the iPhone out? What are we looking at? Every week every year of Super Bowl week, somebody somewhere gets it. And on Wednesday, the numbers just get nuked. So the goal is to beat that guy. I can
0: remember being in Miami, I think, for the Super Bowl the last time. Uh, I was down there and um, somebody called me and was like, Hey, I'm at the stadium. I heard I just heard it. I just clocked it, at blah, 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 whatever it was. Yep. And, uh, and then like before I could even get my bet in the, the, the number had jumped, you know? So like they're on this yep. thing all week long. It's incredible. Um, uh, another one yeah. was the very first, it was the same, it was the same week. It was my first year out of football where I could legally bet. And I was doing a man of the year thing. I was on the field getting ready to congratulate Calais Campbell. I believe it was. And I was standing next to Taron Armstead and at the end of the anthem. I'm like, Oh fuck. He's like, what happened? I'm like, well, you can't do this yet, but, uh, but the, the anthem just went over or whatever it was. Uh, so, so yeah, it's, it, 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 it is, there's nothing like being there in person, trying to keep a straight face while, uh, they do the anthem and you're staring at your phone. So, um, any other fun props you like make?
2: Hmm.
3: Here's one. How about, uh, not a prop per se. Who's going to win the the football game? You two you two bleed green bird fans.
0: <laughs> the Philadelphia Eagles. The Philadelphia Eagles, man. I'm mean, not you're not gonna get me to say the Chiefs are gonna win the game. It's gonna be a close game, but the the Eagles are gonna win the game. The thing that scares me, like I said, is Andy Reid with two weeks, it's Spags with two weeks. Um it's Kelsey and it's Mahomes. Yeah, Ben's I mean,
3: it's, Ben's a journalist. He's a professional.
0: Yeah, he, well, he, Who's gonna win, Ben?
4: Barely. Uh I thought the Eagles were going to like lose to the Niners. And the more and more I did prep on that game, I realized, you know what? I think the Eagles got the matchup. I think they're going to win it. And then obviously the game went like, hey, well, I went left. But yeah. I, w- I convinced myself over the course of the week, Eagles are going to beat the Niners, and that was the pick. Starting this week, I was positive the Chiefs are going to win it. And the more and more prep I've done, the closer and closer I'm getting to flipping for the second week in a row. I still think right now it's Chiefs. I don't know if this defense has the structure necessary to flummox, confuse and and, and and otherwise impede a quarterback like Mahomes. Even with the pass rush, if Mahomes loses a second Super Bowl in the same way he lost the first one, I'll leave oh. my hat. I just think he, he's, yeah. he's 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 too advanced. They've changed the offense too much and he knows what, you know, he recognizes the issues. I think it's Chiefs, but th- this will be Who's holding the ball with five minutes left? How many possessions are left? Like, I think I think we're in for a barn burner. I think we're in for a real tree on Sunday. It's gonna be a good game.
0: Yeah. Is there anything they can look at looking back at the Green Bay game? I mean, the, the best quarterback they played this year, and Green Bay moved yeah. the ball a lot that game. Uh, short of Rogers, it was it was uh, it was Kirk Cousins, and then a bunch of uh, you know, like does that scare you? And then is there anything yeah. they can look back at from that game?
4: Yeah, so they've played three quarterbacks this season who ended up with offenses top 10 by EPA per play. That was the Lions in week one to whom they gave up 35 points. Uh, The Packers in that that, that primetime game to whom they gave up, I want to say it was 31 by the end. Jordan Love touchdown, whatever. 33, 33, yeah. And then the Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence who turned the ball over five times in the rain. So absent the sprinklers going on for the majority of the game here in Phoenix, I think, it's, I think it's a lot of points because they're facing a top offensive and they haven't done much this year. What you see from the, the Packers and the Lions is the ability to work middle of the field play action. TJ Edwards has had a great season, but he's still, I think, just like, you know, susceptible to play action. Kaiser White is a guy that teams love to pick on in coverage. Cowboys, when they scored 40, loved to pick on Kaiser in coverage. So it's hitting that second level, middle of the field. And then the other thing you see is getting uh, corners in the run fit which is just always the name of the game against a zone defense, right? The yeah. uh, Lions are really good at it, and the Packers did it too. Nub sets, right? No receivers to one side of the formation, just tight ends to that side of the formation. The corner in his zone coverage is going to step into the box and be a, a run defender. And the Chiefs like to go 4-by-1. The Chiefs like to, go four by one. The Chiefs like to l- use those nub sets. This is going to be a game where they're going to, I think, test the Eagles early with Pacheco and see if they can get Pacheco against corners. And if they can win that matchup, they can kind of roll this thing. Uh, so it's... It, those are the two things that you see pressure point wise from Lions and Packers games that I think translate over to how the Chiefs are going to play.
0: Brilliant. Awesome. Uh,
4: ben, ben
3: how do you and your contemporaries view a Chris long, a super bowl champ man of the year with the Eagles totally yep. to I, like jaws, Reggie white,
0: unnecessary
4: question,
3: Chris long. Well, yeah.
4: you know, so in this studio something of a, I have a good story. God.
3: Here. Okay. Perfect.
4: Yeah. The, uh, I, uh, I start my first ever, like big boy journalism thing was in 2018 when I spent the summer in Philadelphia covering Eagles training camp. So I was like credentialed and I was like learning the job. I was like asking journalists, all right, Like, how do you do this? How do you interview players? Like I, in a locker room for the first time, whatever. How I spent old were you, Ben? summer, 21. I just turned 21 in my okay. junior college. Okay. Uh, and okay. so I, uh, I was able. I did a piece on Jordan Mailata because that was his first year. I was covering like the Wentz injury. I talked to a lot of guys. There were two dudes in the locker room who I could not get myself to talk to because I would have been mortified if I put my foot on my mouth in front of them. That was Malcolm Jenkins and Chris Long. And five Uh, years later, here we are. Chris Long's (laughs) podcast. Didn't put my foot in my mouth. Largely got the players correct. Um, But yeah, I mean, like Long, yeah, Long was that dude? They were right off the Super Bowl. Chris was the man. Malcolm was the man. Like yeah, the, the, the team was yeah. like incredible performance. And it was like about social justice and they were just leaders and it was awesome. And I was like, okay, if I embarrass myself in front of Chris Long, I will die on the spot. So I hold Chris Long in a very high esteem. And no, I was very man. happy to get Listen, to hang out Super Bowl no. week. Made me happy. We,
0: we, ha- we hold you at a at high, high esteem as well. We knew that you'd come on the show and just make our lives easy today. I mean, we don't have to talk about any football. Ben hit it all. And so you definitely got to check him out. Philly special podcast. Also the ringer football show. Um, you know, he, he, God, you got, you, you've been listening to Ben for a while. Yeah. And I was like, I got to check out some of his stuff. He's on everything. So I really appreciate the insight, bro. Very impressive. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Yeah.
4: Thanks so much. Hope it was a good see time. You in Phoenix.
0: Athletic greens. I take AG one by athletic greens. Literally every day. I gave AG1 a try because I wanted to improve my gut health, boost my energy, enhance my immune system, and wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. All great athletes have one thing in common, they take care of their bodies. And now, we podcasters at Greenlight are getting on the AG1 train. With every daily serving, I'm setting myself up for success with 75 high-quality ingredients, that give me key daily nutrients and long-term gut health support. I get up every morning, the first thing I do is uh, I I mix in some AG1 with some water, that's all I need, tastes great. Uh, It definitely has improved my digestion, keeping me regular, sorry if that's TMI, but I'm feeling good. I think it's helped my energy level. I think there's a, a ton of ways that AG1's helped me and I probably have no idea. That's the great thing about this. It's going to surprise you. Your life's going to get better in ways that you don't even realize. Ready to take on my day, ready to hit the record button on the podcast, ready to go. Also, the cost of AG1 is less than $3 a day. Pretty good if you ask me. It's a really effective daily habit with the highest quality source ingredients. Win-win. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D, vitamin D, and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com greenlight. That's athleticgreens.com greenlight. Check it out. If you're in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, and you haven't tried the WinBet app yet, I have great news for you. Sign up today to receive special offers and take advantage of great promos for the big game and the upcoming college basketball tournament. Don't miss out on the fun. Download the WinBet app today. Terms and conditions apply, must be 21 or older and present in a state where WinBet is available. Gambling problem, in Arizona call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, in Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER, and in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too, 1-800-889-9789. All too one 889 9789 alright in the spirit of Kyrie Irving, joining the Dallas Mavericks, we talked about it in the open, here is the most, or we, should we call it the most disruptive teammate draft, not worst teammate draft? Because who's to say, you know, if Kyrie's a bad teammate? Right. He just might be really disruptive. And some of these guys, they were just disruptive guys. They, were, they weren't, it wasn't like, uh, you know. Or gals. Or gals, yeah, that's true. You might have somebody on your big board that is a woman.
5: <laughs> is,
0: what I'm, is what I'm deducing. <laughs> mm. You know, Tanya Harding and Nancy Kerrigan were not teammates. Mm. Were they
3: teammates? Mm.
0: Do you research? With the number
3: one overall pick, team making selects, Tanya Harding. God damn it. Of the United States Olympic team. So what she did was she had somebody
0: club her fucking teammates knee, dude. Yeah, I guess they were teammates. That makes it a lot worse. Yeah. You know, all this time I thought she just uh, gunned down her rival. Nope. Well, yeah. Club down her rival. But
3: happened to be a teammate. Got the ex-husband involved.
0: Yeah. A bodyguard. Didn't pay attention to the movie. Yeah.
3: Yeah, she she uh she had somebody um try to end the career of of her teammate. But
0: it was like a comedy of errors like the actual carrying out of mm-hmm. that uh that that directive, wasn't it?
5: Yeah, which made it even more disruptive.
0: Yeah, it was really disruptive. It wasn't even like a clean, you know, club and then we're moving on to the next thing.
3: Right, the coach is like, "Hey, are we going to have everybody ready for the freaking
0: ice meet?" Mhm. Ice meet.
3: And then the assistants are like, "Well, we don't know because the one teammate clubbed the other teammate in the knee can and you know, she's now hurt." Can
2: you imagine like <laughs> like team dinner night before the game? Like, you just got your ice cream mm-hmm. and you're, you're going up to your hotel mm-hmm. room and someone just pops out of nowhere. Was it team dinner? Was it after team dinner? Well, I'm just it was yeah. It was like, I think it was, it was after a, a practice skate. Yeah.
0: I would be so fucking flattered if somebody clubbed me in the knee. I was like, I didn't even know I was in the game plan. <laughs> Who was your backup? It's incredible. <laughs> Who was your backup? My backups were pretty good. It was William Hayes and and uh, in, in Philly, I was the rotational backup. That's, that's the, the real question. About. Have
2: you ever had a backup that you? think like yo if if they could they, they would hurt me to play.
0: Yeah, probably some of the rookies. Who <laughs> were sitting there in Mike Waffles meeting room. Just tired of the whole situation.
2: Even though I was a backup guy, I never I never like
0: hoped or wished someone got hurt. You just maybe nudge uh, <laughs> Mincy in the in the just tap Anyone. him with your uh, potroot Dodge Charger. <laughs> um, yeah, that would be flattering actually if somebody did that to me. So um what if? What if, Megan? What if you just assaulted my voice box? Not
3: I immediately <laughs> thought about real estate agents. Most yeah, cutthroat like... industry I've ever witnessed. <laughs> it would be, a, were that commonplace, you would just see agents down on the street holding their kneecaps yeah, left and right. Yeah, that's good. You'd be stepping over your fellow real estate agent to open the lockbox to get inside okay, so the I front hope you door. Have more
2: women. Number two
0: going with D'Angelo Russell. So I forgot about this. Fill us in on this again. I didn't. Because he snitched,
2: right? (laughs) Yeah, like he either went live or he recorded Swaggy P while they were hotel roommates and while Swaggy P was maybe dating Iggy Azalea, a really big pop star. Literally really big, she's tall (laughs) as fuck. So she is, she's huge. I guess Swaggy P was maybe FaceTiming other girls, chatting it up, and your roommate, your teammate, who you expect, like, hey, this is my private time. Maybe I have a few female friends that my current girlfriend doesn't know about, just want to check
0: in. You're being like private. Craig Kilborn in Wedding Crashers. <laughs> it's just like, he, 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 honestly, that's it, a bad guy in the movies, right? Mm <laughs> hmm. You know, but I am I'm sympathetic to the code, but you're being Craig Kilborn. No,
2: it's just like, hey, like you paint this picture by like secretly recording me. Yeah, it's bad, and it makes it look like I'm doing something bad. But it's like my thing is like it's for just what? Face time. But but still, but like even if your teammate does it to you, it's just like for what? Like, are you trying to? Do, are you trying to get with my my current girl and you want something to be like, hey, leave him? Mm-hmm. But, or you're just bored, or you're just like, I feel like doing this because of what? That- D'Angelo Russell
0: wanted to be the shoulder that she could cry on. I, I, maybe. <laughs> she would have to bend down to cry on his shoulder. But even if that happened, still, bad teammate. Look up Iggy Azalea's height.
2: <laughs> and they were engaged, they
1: weren't just dating.
2: Oh, they were engaged. Oh. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, even even worse. So that, that's
0: hard to 5'10. <laughs> 5'10. Who's that she's standing next to? Somebody, oh, that somebody's is, huge. that's Liz
5: Cambridge, Australian pro. She's 6'8. She's
0: uh, a basketball player.
5: Mm-hmm. 6'8". D'Angelo Russell's a disruptive teammate also because he sucks.
0: Yikes.
5: <laughs> you know Damn. what I've realized? About
0: Matt? No, he doesn't suck. The other night he went for like forty. Listen, the day Ryan called him Matt, like the worst player in the in the NBA, and then they, they, they anytime the,
2: Matt doesn't personally like a player yeah. or he has any type of grief, yeah. he throws around that that player sucks like a lot. Are <laughs> they? You don't think D'Angelo
0: Russell sucks? Yo, he said that about. He thinks Kyrie sucks, but no, Kyrie doesn't
2: suck. I don't but, think
5: Kyrie. sucks. I said that Jalen Brunson was better. I think Kyrie's good.
2: Do you agree with that?
5: Uh, or safer
2: safer no
5: he said better
2: safer okay Safer. (laughs) okay as long as you guys as long as you guys change it up a little bit I understand you don't like him, but like to say things like that is a little
0: okay number three pick in the uh, most disruptive teammates draft Uh, I'm gonna go with Barry Bonds okay (laughs) look no further than the story that I heard from a personal friend uh, by way of uh, somebody who was on the, uh, the Philadelphia Phillies at the time that the Pirates played the Phillies. When Bonds was a rookie, Andy Van Slyke, uh, who was an outfielder for the Pirates, actually told the Phillies to hit Barry Bonds with the baseballs the whole series. Just bean him, the whole series. Bean him because he's an asshole. And we will pay your fines. <laughs> so the Pittsburgh Pirates paid fines for the Philadelphia Phillies to hit Barry Bonds multiple times his rookie season. Terrible teammate. You can look up all the anecdotes. He said it himself. Um, he got teammates assaulted with baseballs for pimping home runs um, before it was acceptable. And uh, I want to throw in an honorable mention here, and maybe you guys can put them on your big board, but Sammy Sosa was evidently pretty hated mm-hmm. by his teammates. There was an anecdote that in 2004 when when sammy left or he didn't come in for a day they smashed his boombox mm, evidently mm-hmm. sammy sosa had a boombox that he would only play salsa music out of very loud at very high volume nobody else could get the nobody else got the, the aux, aux cord. cord yeah and these guys hated him so much they smashed his boombox like a scene in office space you know <laughs> it would just smashing electronics
5: i mean you got to hate a guy to do that He's a cheater, too, not just the steroids. He had the corked bat incident as well.
0: Also, a terrible
5: teammate. Hey, right?
0: Uh, Black dude, a lot of black guys, we're in it together. He's like, no, I'm going to be white. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe he should be on the list. (laughs) Think about that, Nate. We're in this together. Until now... I'm gonna go get a fucking. I'm gonna get, I'm st- get under the tanning bed that makes me look like Count st- Dracula yo, forever. I'm
2: still so confused on like how on he like, did that. Yeah, like just like what that feels like. That has to like like that has to like just constantly burn your skin or something. Like just that that I'd say morph- it does a number
0: on your skin. No,
2: yeah, it's just <laughs> like it just and pink's not look-
0: a great color on him. The first time, if you Google Sammy so yeah, white yo next that, to google images that, that picture he's wearing a, a pink, pink suit with a pink hat he has, he has sunscreen on or something nah dude you think he's got the uh um, <laughs> copper tone like the 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 high zinc sp 100. you know they make don't they make higher than 100 now i should know we're going to phoenix uh john rocker he's a pitcher for the
3: atlanta braves did a racist thing to a teammate oh well, he was just racist he's was racist. Was, you know he's racist which can't be good for clubhouse morale
0: that's good it's a good safe picket too you know cowboy you look like you you have something on the tip of your tongue well i was gonna say
1: his uh racist tendencies came out in um what was it survivor he was hated on survivor too really teammate on survivor yeah he was on survivor
3: he doesn't save his racism just for the nope Field. Well, what did he, he
0: do on Survivor? I've seen this, yeah. It's yeah, kind of yeah, tough forget. to explain this <laughs> yeah, one, right? Yeah, right? if you're
3: not familiar, just go to the wiki.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
3: kind of a bad guy. Is a bad guy. <laughs> yeah, and Tanya Harding, she had a hard time being uh, punctual. She well, was often late to the rink. Hmm. I don't know if you all knew that Tanya Harding, like perpetually late to she things. He was early
2: one time. Right on time. Okay, with this, my second pick, I'm going
0: with. Latrell Sprewell. I like it. Now PJ Carlissimo was evidently a pretty prickly guy. As a guy
5: who's
2: wanted to choke a coach before <laughs> you've never you, done it? You, <laughs> you can't choke a coach.
0: No, you physically can. Well, there
2: are ramifications.
0: You can. Yeah. But you 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 can't. You can, but you can't. Yeah. That's a good policy. Like you know, hey, when what it saying? comes to choking coaches, hey, the rookie comes comes in. He well, maybe he spots maybe spots the bet on the bus. What do I do if I want to choke a coach? Well, let me explain something. to you. Maybe you, you have can, to be a little. Can. Maybe he picked the wrong time
2: in his career the choke to choke a coach. To decide to choke a coach. Yeah. Maybe choke a coach when you're at the like the peak of your career and like you have enough clout and 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 like work to show that maybe another organization will be like, hey, we're gonna give you your last chance here. Who are some players
0: that right now could choke a coach? Oh, like LeBron could coach, can choke a coach. I don't know, you wanna be choking Darvin Ham. It'll break <laughs> you like a
2: backboard. Doesn't matter, it's about, it's about other people out there that would be like, you know what? He probably needed to be choked. Andy Reid probably could, or Patrick Mahomes could probably oh, choke Andy
0: Reid right now. Yeah. This is a good time to choke a coach if you're Patrick Mahomes, for sure. Jalen Hurts could choke Nick Sirianni right now.
3: Steph could choke,
0: Steve Kerr, no Steve problem. Kerr. Yeah, Steve would no. probably be like, "I'm sorry."
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, Right, it's good. You've got a whole system for when and you, when you can and can't choke a coach. Yeah,
2: you got to think about it. It's just like you know, everything isn't everything isn't fair. What are
0: those uh, those things like? Should you choke a coach? And then it's got two questions. <laughs> a flow chart. Go, a yeah. flow chart. Yeah, flow chart. It's good that I know what those are <laughs> called now. Uh, the, they need and, to ha- hand those out, uh, rookie symposium. He Can didn't just choke, choke
1: him throat? once. He choked him, went and showered, and changed, right? And then he came back and punched him? No way. I think. Yeah, no yeah. way. Is that the story? I think that's right. So that I'm he, glad
0: that's, that's how I want it to that's that's how, how If glad. the story's not like that way, don't tell it to me any other way. I love the fact that he <laughs> showered off. They like then sent I'm glad him to, I got him to clear him, his I got head. Him too, that, he that's back. really a bad teammate. I did clear my head. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to punch you in the face now. I've had some time to think about it in the shower. Yeah, he's got to, he put putting the
2: brood on. That's doubling down. Like, dang, I didn't get him enough. I'm gonna go back yeah. and finish it off.
0: Uh huh. That's good. Okay, that's pretty disruptive. Hold on, Nate. Warriors
3: won the game right after he was suspended. 104.89 <laughs> <laughs> over the Magic.
0: Team yeah, morale. Yeah, that way. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to choke a coach. Yeah. It's like one of those things when a baseball umpire gets or a baseball manager is like, now's the time I gotta get thrown out mm-hmm. to start, like, you know. But something.
2: basketball's the best sport for, like, next man up. Game like,
0: 68, you're like, ah, we're we're down the stretch here. We got, we need some extra, we need a jolt of energy. I'm gonna choke the fuck out of but I feel like, Don you know, Nelson. You know, every basketball <laughs> team, like, in the NBA probably has, like, a Mr., like,
2: whatever other state that's not playing yet, and they're just waiting to get it. Like, fucking Jeremy Lin, like, and they can just go off, and, you know, it could be a little spark. Next man up. You do it.
0: You do it, Kevin Herter. <laughs> um, fucking, okay. You know, there's a whole bunch of guys who, ah, oh, man, there's a whole class of guys that, that were adulterers. They uh, they committed one of the seven deadly sins. They coveted thy teammate's wife, which is, in the New Testament, I think is even worse than uh, coveting your neighbor's wife. mm mm-hmm. um, Gosh, on the one hand, Delonte West allegedly, Uh, you know, uh, on the other hand, Danny Cannell allegedly, you know, this one I don't. Mm -mm. Oh, Jason Seahorn, he's just trying to be a white corner out here. Wow, it's hard enough for him. He's getting married, he's got, you know, like he's he's engaged, that type of thing. And then next thing you know, the QB steals your fiance, not the QB. So now you're just a white corner out here who got his dime taken by Danny Cannell. Who ended up with the girl? I don't remember. I didn't investigate that Let me dive in. Probably neither. So I'm I'm going to pick Delonte West (laughs) (laughs) because that's worse, right? Yeah. But uh, can I talk badly about Delonte West with the current state that he's in? Should I feel comfortable? That's the reason why I didn't do it. Ditto, Nate.
3: Two good guys over here. Then I'll go Antonio
0: Brown. Okay. Okay? Need I say much more? Guy gets to Vegas. Well, first off, Pittsburgh, you know, uh, Tomlin deserves a medal for keeping that thing kind of like, you know, relatively standard. And then you go to, you go to, I remember when he left Pittsburgh, everybody was like, now Big Ben, objectively, has not always had a clean sheet. But as a teammate, they were talking about it was Big Ben's fault. Nah, couldn't be Antonio Brown. Nah, couldn't be, couldn't be. I remember. I still think it's Big Ben. Yeah, fault. I know you do. I for for like a whole year, it was just, hey, do you you really want to fuck around and find out if you fire off this? Maybe it wasn't Antonio Brown, or maybe it was Antonio Brown after all. Take like for a while, that was a fireable offense on Twitter. Like people did not, you could not, you could not criticize Antonio Brown we are so far past that now and I think it started to turn when he went to Vegas and burned the fuck out of his feet and then started going in on on uh, Mike Mayock and like leaving the team and that sort of thing and people were like well maybe it was Big Ben maybe Big Ben it's actually it's actually James Harrison's fault it's actually what it wasn't Vontez perfect it's actually James Harrison's fault maybe James Harrison's the worst teammate of all time wore an illegal helmet wore an illegal helmet for 20 years okay i think maybe he got to dan orlovsky dan orlovsky left joe montana out of the top five quarterback list i think maybe james harrison hit dan orlovsky in the head
5: (laughs) out the back of the end zone all right
0: so i just want to say this and the list goes on i mean it just continues the guy's in vegas he's burning his feet he ends up in Tampa. On a George Foreman grill. Hold on a second. Hey, hold on a minute, player. Hey, guys like the GOAT's like, hey, I'm going to get you a job. I'm going to get you a house. You're going to live with me in Brookline. Two Not jobs, Brookline, right? Where, the, Patriots the Patriots and Tampa Bay. Yeah. Two He's jobs. In, in In New England, in my Brookline house. And then you go down to Tampa. I'm taking care of you again. And then what do you do? Me and my wife break up and you're posting fucking memes of us? You know, me, Antonio Brown, and Giselle? I mean, this guy, his, his, his bad teammate abilities know no bounds. I you mean, haven't even guys,
5: mentioned him leaving in the middle of the game.
0: He left in the middle of the game. Just left. And some people were like, Todd Bowles, man. <laughs> Isn't it incredible what the general public will do if we don't want to criticize a player, the, the gymnastics, the mental gymnastics that we will engage in to defend that player. It was incredible. It took a whole year before people were like, yeah, maybe Antonio Brown's not so great. And then they were like, ah, it's Vontez Perfect's fault. But Vontaze Perfect's just minding his fucking business. He did hit him kind of hard. Maybe he should have been a first-rounder. He did hit him hard. Very hard. Make I saw it. Sam Bradford take a lot of hits, man. Not Sam like Bradford's that. living his best life. Not like that, yo, y'all, bro. Go, Not. go look at some Sam Bradford take.
2: He got crushed. Not like that. Hit. Sam Bradford's definitely got crushed,
0: but yeah, well, he's living in fucking Vale or something I'm with a beautiful you. family, just minding his business and uh, and being super chill. Why can't AB do that? Put that shit on. Yeah, well. Put that
2: shit on. <laughs>
0: I was a big fan of ABs, man. But
1: And real fast for Jason Seahorn, um, nor him or Danny Cannell ended up with uh, Whitney Casey is her name. She ended up with a gentleman named Navdeep Scooch. Navdeep Scooch.
2: What up, Scooch?
0: <laughs> Shout out to Scooch. Yeah, well, Cannell tried to scooch in there. Yeah, he did. And he, and he couldn't. There's only one scooch. Yeah. And he went Navdeep.
3: <laughs> well... Well, <laughs> yeah. Nav, Scooch,
2: Silicon Labs. There you go. That's oh. where she works. No,
3: he. She's a Wahoo. Oh, she's a Virginia gal.
2: Yeah. Oh, look at that, Wahoo! Wah. Yeah, well. And it's Such.
3: not Scooch. Oh, oh Such.
2: Let's she's not a have her on. Relationship expert. <laughs> oh, is she? Look. Yeah. You, are you not reading this? You have her on. Oh around. my See? gosh. Wahoo! Wah. That could be interesting. Talk about. The Pods relationship. Talk about. <laughs> and she
3: did marry Jason Seahorn. I guess that's when they broke Talk up. Supporting
0: yeah. a white Canana corner was. when he gets home from work every day? They're oh, just no running they by should. me. So they were married. They were yeah. They were at least were married. living together. They were married. Married. Yeah. married. That makes it worse. Yeah. Well, there's a whole class of these guys. There's a whole bracket. There's Soccer like a player region. in England. Yeah. yeah, there's like a region of like, you know, like there's. Yeah, there's a soccer player, John Terry. You've got Tony Parker. Just, we'll go through Mm -hmm. the whole big board. It's up to you guys. You guys want to take these guys, I don't know. Talk about first round talent and third round, seventh overall, I'm picking
3: Delonte West. You motherfucker. Now, Delonte West, (laughs) you took it right out of my mouth. All right, there you go. He was a motherfucker. Um, (laughs) Yikes. uh,
0: Allegedly. Well, yeah, allegedly. Yes. Well, you need proof of everything? Um, no, you don't. You I mean, don't It's his it. mom, man. Yeah. And listen, I don't support it. I don't support it. I also don't support what's going on with him right now. Yeah, all the best to Delonte. You know? Best wishes. Mark Cuban couldn't save him. You guys are scumbags. No, we're not. We're the scumbags? Yeah. We're guys. the scumbags. Delonte West <laughs> allegedly did... <laughs> blank, because I don't even want to say it, and we're the scumbags. can't kick a man while he's down. I'm not kicking the man while he's down. I'm just tapping him. <laughs> <All right. He's, laughs> bro, I, I wish the best for Delonte West. I was, I was rooting him. for Mark Cuban, save him. By the way, fucking communists like Kyrie Irving, of course he goes to team up with the Cubans.
2: <laughs> I love it. I love it. You know? Mark is a perfect owner. It's going to be, Kyrie's going to do amazing there. Mark probably had the sage. I love Mark Cuban. In I his watch locker it. Hey, waiting for Kyrie. Hey, sage it up. Do your thing. I was watching Mark
0: Cuban last night on Shark Tank. Oh, I love I, just, Mark. I, love, I love Shark love... Tank so much. Yo, what about, did you see the episode, the best episode? You is. Gonna, the, did you see the episode with me? There's 800 seasons. <laughs>
2: the best episode of Mark is a, a, Someone came in there with a good idea and as a joke they thought it would be funny to give him like a Golden State Warrior, like whatever they were doing, like a personalized one instead yeah. of giving Maverick. Yeah, and that's he was pissed. He was like he was like, I'm out. He's like, it's not funny. He's got he's ring like, <laughs> he was got ring envy.
0: <laughs> he's like, he's like, This is your opportunity. I don't want to shit on Mark. Mark's a friend of the program.
5: <laughs> no, I'm he not. was on the show. I know.
0: No, you yeah. had such a boner.
5: <laughs> I like more because of the communist element or the basketball. Well, no, that was a joke.
0: <laughs> Obviously,
3: he's a capitalist.
2: Cuban is a good
3: mark for Kyrie. Yeah, yeah he is. is. That's yeah. I think
5: I think he's
2: perfect. Yep. I think he's perfect. Yep. And it's going to be an interesting end of the year for for the West Coast. But my next pick, Tiki Barber. Oh boy,
0: let us. <laughs> Why'd you say oh boy? Because well, I'm just going. So I'm going to let you. Uh, you have the floor. Yeah, well, just
2: talking teammate-wise, mm-hmm. stick would to be football. The, yeah. You never, ever publicly count another man's pocket. Yeah, and no, he calls know. Strahan greedy yeah. while Strahan was going through his contract talks. Mm-hmm. And that right there is a terrible teammate.
0: That's like- He was being a terrible teammate. Yeah. I, I'm not gonna, you know, I, it's like when you say, you're not an asshole. You're being an asshole. Yeah. I think in that situation, that was a bad move. It's it's a it's a bad move. I'm and sure since then he's talked about it and regretted it. Maybe I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I have no
2: idea. And he he, had,
3: he propelled whatever. that club to a Super Bowl. He said Eli wasn't a good leader. He just he he he, he set the set the like put Geppetto. the thing in the thing. <laughs> then he retired, got out of the way. They won a Super Bowl. He was just. Pulling the puppets, yeah. Didn't
5: he also know. hook up with his like babysitter while okay. he was married? That's I, like I, yeah, that's but a you bad know what? Teammate. That's a
2: victimless crime while, when it while, comes to this draft. I think while she was pregnant with twins,
0: that's a victimless crime. <sighs> uh, objection, yeah, your honor. She know, wasn't the babysitter. What, what's the word? Either. What's the word when they object? Because it has nothing to do with the case. <laughs> irrelevant. Irrelevant. Irrelevancy. <laughs> yeah, that's irrelevant. And the judge goes, "Now if that what? was Tom Coughlin's boo. We've got problems." If he was doing a Danny Cannell or a Tony Parker or a John Terry. If it was his wife's m- mom,
3: that's different. <laughs> Is it? It's still, yeah, it's still, a still irrelevant. Scale. It's still too
2: irrelevant. much. Irrelevant. Yeah. I, I l- have a good friend that, like, he had college basketball. His coach was, like, DMing his girlfriend and they no way. Him to into a fist fight. Like, he told him to stop.
0: No way. And
2: he still did it. Who
0: was the player? It's <laughs> my friend. <laughs> it was at Toledo. I'll just say. Oh, that. narrow it down. <laughs> All right, look up any player on Toledo that's from Connecticut. <laughs> Probably this doesn't is, currently play for Toledo. This is this is no this yeah, is right yeah. There. He's looking at away. It's right there. Oh. there. Thanks, genius. Yeah. you're up. <laughs> Scroll <laughs> down. On you, you're on lowercase it. lowercase G. Justin, annoying. <laughs> the guy named, uh. Muhammad Lowe, I think ironically, is 6'8". And it's Ridley Johnson. Muhammad,
2: it's Muhammad Lowe. It's Muhammad Lowe? Yeah, that's like, he was, he was what Spell you call him. Click on him. He was who's the, the
0: coach? Now we get to look at the coach. Go ahead <laughs> and look at the coaches. I don't, I, don't know, I don't
2: know the coach.
0: Well, damn, look at the coaches. <laughs> I don't. I wonder don't if these guys are still coaching. Was, we could know. do some serious oppo recruiting. <laughs> Stan just, Joplin,
3: that was his last year at Toledo, too. Stan Joplin? Yeah. If it was the head coach, it was Stan Joplin.
2: Yeah, I have no idea. Got no know that
5: altercation with a coach. Okay,
2: news breaking
5: podcasts of sorts. <laughs> of sorts, 15 <laughs> years ago.
0: Unnamed Toledo coach DMs. <laughs> swing forwards girlfriend. What the fuck? Um...
5: We just breaked stories from before Twitter existed.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's That would be a good thing to do. We could do that. Vontae Davis is my selection.
3: He retired in the middle <laughs> of the game. retired in the game.
0: Now, at the time, just for the sake of the, the draft, I drafted him. But I kind of got it, right? Like, they always tell you, if you don't want to be here, leave. That sort of thing. Guy left. What
5: do you want to do? It's an all-time call-your-bluff situation
0: all time. It was cold that day, I think in Buffalo. This was the Bills before Josh Allen. This was (laughs) He was a really good player too. I think the best part is he gets home, right? And his wife is like, what
1: are you doing? I have the TV, the game's on
0: right now. And he's he's like, why aren't you at the game? (laughs) Why aren't you supporting me? You know, he got popped for a big old DUI this weekend. This weekend? Yeah. Yikes, dude. Bad timing for Vontae Davis. (laughs) (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. No. Former Colts. I don't like being at this bar. I think I'll drive home. He knocked a... At 1.15 p.m. That's kind of... Or a.m. That's kind of what he did. Well, go ahead. Knocked a car
3: on the side of the highway. Everybody okay? Said, uh, fortunately. Well, no. actually, the guy went to
0: the hospital, but... I was it wasn't good. one of his teammates. All right, a, I, I got no problem with Vontae Davis. It's just I'm trying to win the draft. Where'd he go to school? Maryland, no. Well, that's just Vernon. Uh, I forget where. Illinois. 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 You got it. Yeah, okay. Uh, I'm going with Chick Gandil. That's G-A-N-D-I-L. Chick Gandil.
3: Now, y'all, listen up. What's the worst thing? You're on a team. You're trying hard. what's the worst thing? Uh, Common goal. Yeah. Giving it your all. My man threw a game. Now, you're going to think... Oh, Shoeless Joe Jackson. Shoeless Joe Jackson hit about 375 in that series. Mm-hmm. A lot of people argue that he wasn't on the take. This guy, Chick Gandel, he's the ringleader. But it's not the entire team. There are only eight of them. Now, it's only Sho- eight?
0: There are only eight who who were mm-hmm. in on the fix. Oh, in the fix. Right. I was going to say, I thought they won with eight players. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, like, absolve them.
3: So, bring it to modern times. Y'all are on a team and you have a teammate – who throws a game on Had purpose to get a Smith. little cash.
0: Headache Egg Smith. Yeah.
2: Um, Dang, and he doesn't he doesn't pay everyone out. So the three people didn't get paid out. That's
5: right. Yeah, that is shitty.
3: Bad teammate.
2: That's,
5: that's really bad. bad. Yeah, that's really bad. That's really bad. That's a good one, Mix. Thanks. Went way back for that. Thanks, yeah.
3: <laughs> Thanks. Went back to 1919, in fact. Yeah.
5: <laughs> um, even though I don't want to, because
2: I can't really think about too many I hate to do a fellow D tackle, but I'm going to go with Albert Hainsworth. Now, what did he do? I mean, showed up out of shape. Not the first with time. With a $100 that. million dollar contract floating over him. When you have that much money, you get in shape. You, you can get in shape. Albert like
0: Hainsworth, out of shape. Worst, team, worst teammate. Uh,
2: I mean, Matt at the end of the one. day, when you when he when you're like as good as he was, yeah. and you're a, you're the main focal point of a defense, yeah, and everyone's kind of counting on <laughs> counting on you to be in there. To do you play. want better,
0: Jamarcus Russell? Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. The same the same thing, dude. Yeah. Like when guys like it, it. I I used to be a bigger guy, and I know like for some people it is very hard to lose weight and to try to maintain Mm -hmm. and be active and do everything Mm -hmm. you're supposed to and they want out of you in the NFL. But at the same token, when you have, when you're in a certain tax bracket and you have enough money to get the help or. You can't be rich and be fat is what you're saying. Not when it's your job not to be, okay. (laughs) <laughs> like okay. as much as much as bad as it sounds, mm-hmm. but if you're if if you're getting a hundred million dollar check and they say hey you need to be 325 pounds, you can't show up 350 pounds. No. and expect people not to be disappointed and or hey, get it. Why can't you get it together?
0: Okay, that's gonna be a tough one to top, but I think I'm gonna go John Terry. I just had to put one of these uh, <laughs> philanders in here. Isn't that the word? Mm-hmm. Max the the who's a college daughters. basketball player yeah he 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 got a um a teammate's girlfriend pregnant and then uh encouraged her to um exercise her right to choose which is of course her right uh but I thought that was just the icing on the cake uh when it comes to being a bad teammate
5: yeah he would go number one if we were doing this draft in England really he's him. like known to be a bad teammate yeah, yeah.
0: just for that one thing
5: yeah. It was tabloid season.
3: Who is that? That's Flanders Fleming. <laughs> he plays for Florida Gators. Good player. Yeah. He was at Charles, Charleston Southern. Everybody wanted that cat. I'm serious. Good player. He's averaging 15 a game.
2: Flanders? <laughs> yeah, his name's Flanders. That's a good one. PFJ. Yeah. He's a, he's a junior. PFJ.
5: PFJ. That is four rounds. Do you want to continue to a fifth? I,
0: th- I think we're honestly out of bad teammates. Yes. Now, there, now there's a couple more. You want to read some of your honorable mentions, uh, Cowboy and, and, yeah, and well, Kingston?
5: Well, you mentioned Tony Parker. I thought he would be a no-brainer. Yeah, what did he do exactly? He slept with one of the Barry's wives. Which one was it? Brent Barry?
0: Allegedly. Now, yeah. that could be teammate... Um, karma because Rick Barry came up a, on a lot of these lists.
5: Yeah, Like he was a not he well was a liked dick. by his teammates. But he almost brought down that whole dynasty, although they ended up shipping Barry out of town.
0: Sins of our fathers.
5: Mm. <laughs> one of the first great- Isn't
0: that what happened with Tony, probably was Rick, one of Rick Barry's kids? Yeah. I used to jump on the trampoline with one of the Berries a lot. Uh, when I was a kid, uh, Frank Borkowski, family friend, Ooh. friends with the Berries. In fact, I, I I like the berries, from what I've, you know? And I've, Rick's
1: admitted. He was like, yeah, I was an asshole on the, on the teams. I now was how,
5: how old is Rick? He's like, got to be 75. Okay. And yeah. then, and then how, how old are his
0: sons? 53, 51. Okay, the son's names? John, John and Brent. Brent. John and Brent. I want to say I jumped on the trampoline with John Barry. That's cool. Or was it Brent?
5: You would know it if it was Brent, because Brent won the slam dunk title, he could really fly.
0: Look up Brent Barry, I know his face. He's younger. No disrespect, he had a really hot babe for a wife and I was a teenager. Um, So I think it was, um, it might have been John Barry. John Barry's like bald. I wanted his John Barry, I love John Barry. I can't remember which Barry it was. How old were you when you were jumping on a trampoline? I wasn't even, I was a preteen. What does that mean? 12? 11, 12. You no, know, early enough that <laughs> It means preteen that your number is a doesn't weird term.
5: With, it four doesn't three. end with teen. Like, it's really no not as shit hard as
0: you're making it. <laughs> yeah. You just had a conversation with yourself, is what happened. I just, I don't understand said, What's it? a preteen? Where does preteen start? A preteen's where there's no teen. <laughs> Probably uh, or 10, 11. he goes, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's maddening.
3: <laughs> preteen. Is a four year old preteen? No. Done in teen. No. Toddler. Toddler? Yeah.
0: Seven-year-old or preteen? No. No? You're only a preteen when you have a zero, a one, or a two at the end of your... Okay, I didn't know that. That's what I was asking. I think. If you're double digits but not yet a teen, is that... Jet ski with Steve Kerr, one of the berries on the trampoline with me. So
5: it's incredible I
0: didn't become an NBA player. So if you were 12, John Barry was 28,
3: jumping on a trampoline with a 12-year-old boy.
0: Well, (laughs) he was over at like a family gathering. There was, his wife was there. And he thought, "Hmm." I can say, I was more like I was jumping with her. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, You know, I was like John or Rick, you know. Brent. Brent. This might be like
2: a LeBron story. She was fine. Is this like one of those LeBron stories? I can say you, that, right? Because I was a
0: kid. Are you capping right now? No, I'm not Do capping. You remember this? No, I'm not capping. Someone's gonna find out, and they're gonna be like, "Chris." You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up one more time. I'm gonna <laughs> confirm. No, it's, I'm not capping, dude. You saying LeBron caps?
5: <laughs> he definitely does. There was actually a big like problem back in the day. Rick Barry, when he played in the ABA. Uh,
0: okay, it was that, Brent, it was Brent Barry. <laughs>
3: okay, so he was only 26 jumping on a trampoline. Yeah, Brent with a 12 year old. Uh,
5: Rick Barry refused to go to Virginia when the Squires moved to Virginia. He didn't want to.
0: Oh my God! I jumped on the trampoline with Aaron Barry. That's the that's the gal that Tony Parker took a liking to. <laughs> wow. wow! See guys. <laughs> wow! See guys. I knew she wasn't right for him. (laughs) Did she double bounce you? Yeah, I was double bouncing her. (laughs) You know, I'm really glad that I can, we can speak freely about this experience now because they're in a post-marital status that like, you know, the elephants in the room has been, uh, it's it's been addressed. Now
2: that we're on the topic, Trampolines are actually very dangerous. Yeah. That's true. Right? They're awful. Like, why are they still like people I see a lot I'm sorry. <laughs> I see a lot of trampolines still in a lot of people. Yeah, without backyards. fences. Yeah, like
0: trampoline. Also, one of the (laughs) ugliest things that you can have in your backyard is as a realtor making. Mold, mildew. No, okay, like somebody's got some (laughs) somebody has a trampoline in their backyard with the fence on it. Are you like, yeah, we gotta get that. Yeah, correct. What else? Cars, automobiles. Uh, All the above. Nativity scene? Nope, keep that. Yeah, good. The trap.
2: Who was the Oklahoma um, state quarterback that messed up the the, like the the summer work scheme for them.
0: What, the Oklahoma State quarterback? Yeah, when they got in trouble for like... Uh, when I don't know, I, I just repeat what you say. I think
2: he was on the Giants with me. But like, they had some, oh, some scheme where they were like, one of the big donors for Oklahoma, um, for, yeah, Oklahoma was like letting T-bone the players picking. just, <laughs> just like in like they were working at a car dealership And then come back at the end of the day and swipe out. And they were getting paid for it. Like, some of the bigger players, I think, Mm -hmm. they were able to get cars Mm -hmm. and do whatever they want. Mm -hmm. And the reason they got caught was this one player (laughs) filed taxes. (laughs) Mate, (laughs) your Um, thoughts. (laughs) Filed taxes (laughs) on, I think, like, making, like,
0: something crazy, like, 40 grand there in the is summer. nobody more petrified of the IRS than Macon. <laughs> Which
3: is ridiculous because I pay them so much freaking money. Yeah. But I, I don't want to talk about this. No comment.
0: <laughs> Does anybody else imagine that the IRS looks like the people in the Matrix? The bad guys? Nah, they look like... Uh, You've like never I've never seen an IRS. Agent. Have you seen an IRS agent before? I
2: would honestly think an IRS agent looks exactly like Matt and or <laughs> That's pretty good, because like, we don't look alike. Yeah. No, but like there's some obviously, there's, there's, different, there's different types, but like I feel like types. if you guys All were wearing, wearing suits, like tan suits, not dark color suits, like I think you guys will look like for some reason. Like, See, I
0: think, I think mm, Corporate tax. Greg looks the most like an IRS guy, mm, mm. you know? Um, corporate Scott. Yeah. Um, okay, I just have a picture of Aaron Barry open <laughs> me and tony parker have the same search history uh and that's how we're gonna end the show take me back to that trampoline man that was a lot of fun you know i used to love I didn't the realize trampoline. that had a front row seat history you think she remembers that definitely
2: <laughs>
0: definitely like- she was <laughs> She, she, was, wanted to me think, to a, she wanted to sign me to a 10-day contract. You think she's out a there? A
2: futures contract. You think she's out there saying, yo, I was jumping on a trampoline with a future Super Bowl champ. Mm-hmm, that's, right. that's right. That's she right. Could, she could be out there. She likes French guys. She could be at the bar somewhere right now. like. I'm married,
0: that. dude. Okay? I'm just saying, though. But, that's but, lit. But, you know, like the 12-year-old me, the preteen yeah. me. Anyways. <laughs> uh, we're headed to Phoenix so we're already there as you hear this if you live in phoenix try to find us we're there we got a show at the ainsworth we'll be there at the ainsworth thursday two to four
1: local time we'll be streaming on uh on youtube as well so if you can't make it check it out on Greenlight podcast youtube uh we'll be having a good time you can't damn
2: right (laughs) can't wait love
1: special guests we'll be streaming on amp
0: during it as well yeah so pretty mellow great okay Pretty mellow. Enjoy yourselves. We'll be back (laughs) Friday with some sort of show.